Acts 9. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes he could see nothing. So they led him by hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, Go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I've heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem, and he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord, Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once, he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, Isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on this name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. After many days had gone by, there was a conspiracy among the Jews to kill him. But Saul learned of their plan. Day and night they kept close watch on the city gates in order to kill him. But his followers took him by night and lowered him in a basket through an opening in the wall. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, 
speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He talked and debated with the Hellenistic Jews, but they tried to kill him. When the believers learned of this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened. Living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. As Peter traveled about the country, he went to visit the Lord's people who lived in Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas, who was paralyzed and had been bedridden for eight years. Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your mat. Immediately Aeneas got up. All those who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha. In Greek, her name is Dorcas. She was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became sick and died, and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Lydda was near Joppa, so when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, Please come at once. Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around him, crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed. Turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. Today's devotional is written by Cathay Burnside and read by Gail Race. On his way to persecute believers, Saul encounters the risen Jesus and is blinded. God sends Ananias to Saul and his sight is restored. Saul receives the Holy Spirit and immediately starts preaching about Jesus. Peter visits believers, healing a paralysed man and raising a woman from the dead. An encounter with the glory of God changes who we are and how we see the world. The people around us don't need us to have all the right arguments or to fix their problems or to live good moral lives. They need to encounter the power and the person of Jesus and so do we. When my daughter was younger, she talked a lot about baby Jesus in the manger. And every time I would gently add, yes, he's a baby in the Christmas story, but he's not a baby anymore. He's the king of the world, isn't he? Saul thought he knew God's plan, and it couldn't possibly be this carpenter who had been crucified. He's so sure of it that he's persecuting believers. And then Saul meets King Jesus. He'll talk years later in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6 about the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. When he sees this glory of God in the face of Christ on the road to Damascus, he is blinded and doesn't eat or drink for three days. It is the great undoing of his life. A glimpse of the glory of Jesus changes everything. Welcome the Holy Spirit. Breathe slowly and deeply and become aware of the presence of Jesus with you. 
Paul saw the glory of God in the face of Christ, and it changed him completely and forever. Revelation chapter 1 describes Jesus with eyes like fire, his face like the sun, shining in all its brilliance. Reflect on who Jesus is now and ask for a fresh revelation of the glory of God. Thank God that he loves to show us who he is. Because of Jesus, we can come into the holy place and see his glory. Ask God for more glimpses of him, which changes forever. Let's finish with prayer. Thank you, Jesus, that you change lives completely and forever. May we be a people of your presence, hungry to know you more and to make you known, that the glory of God may cover the earth as the waters cover the sea.